I have to earn these people's interest by being exciting and interesting and showing them that, hey, this is a good investment for them. By being humble, you ultimately sell better and sell more. All right, welcome back to Short Story Long, my friends. This week, we're sitting down with Ryan Holiday. Ryan is an author um, of a lot of books that I really like. Ego is the Enemy, Obstacle is the Way, Trust Me, I'm Lying. And I'm really a fan of his work and how he writes, his writing style. And also, we've became uh, friends recently. And so I wanted to sit down with him. He just came out with a new book called Perennial Seller. And he sent it to me and I read it and it was just another incredible book and really put into really good, easy to read, really smart terms, how to come up with, launch and market a product or an idea of any kind really. And, you know, he spent years working, doing marketing for American Apparel and a bunch of other brands. And he's done a bunch of other projects as well. So he's not just an author. He's also, you know, a marketing guru. And I read this book and I was blown away by it. And it's so dead on for my audience and for you guys and for what I'm into and what this podcast is about that I wanted to have him on here to talk about the book. So I did an episode with him probably almost a year ago, telling his story, how he got into writing, working under Robert Greene, his his whole history. But this one is really about Perennial Seller, the book. And the really cool thing is we were able to go through the different sections of the book and actually talk about the concepts and the theory. So by listening to this podcast, you should almost feel like you kind of got a Cliff Notes version of what the book is about. And hopefully it should really inspire you the same way that the book did for me. And you should want to go read the book, but this isn't an ad of any sort. I don't have any, I don't benefit at all if you buy the book or not. I just wanted to be able to put into podcast form um, some of the knowledge that he writes about in the book. So we go over everything from the creative process of coming up with an idea, um, where that comes from and what that really looks like, how to position your product in the marketplace, um, putting it out and actually marketing it and then building and sustaining a platform. And oh, I just can't, I just, I can't stress enough how cool it is to me and how well he says it. And even in this interview, he really just kind of lays everything out into very good, very clear, very realistic uh, points. And I, this is another one of those interviews that I left feeling really motivated and really clear. And um, he just gets it. So. It's a little short. Um, he had to take off. I went and met him in his hotel room in San Diego and he had to go straight to a flight back to another speaking engagement. But I really think we hammered it home and got a lot of good points in the short amount of time. So I really think you guys are going to enjoy this one. Give it a listen. Let me know what you think. And if you like it at all, uh, check out his book, Perennial Seller. Um, other than that, go leave me some good feedback on the iTunes store, the podcast app on your phone. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about this episode. Do you want me to interview more authors? Um, or who else would you like to hear from? Also, go to youngandreckless.com. All my podcast listeners get 40% off all full-priced items with the promo code SSL. That's it. Here we go. Short story long, Ryan Holiday. Holiday. 
hardest part is figuring out what you want to master. Focus on your product. Can you tell somebody that they suck? You gotta just go for This is exactly what I want to do for a living. You can't even tell somebody that their breath stinks. You know what I mean? It could take your whole life and then you find your worth. The product is number one. If it scares you, you should probably do good it. Good content is good content. That is the coolest shit I have ever seen in my life. All right, here we are. Short story long with my friend. I consider you a friend now. Done. Uh, Ryan Holiday. We're in your hotel room in San Diego. You just finished a speaking engagement, a little lunch where you're inspiring people afterwards, and now you have 40 minutes to jam in this podcast before you head off to the airport to go to another speaking engagement. Yes. So thank you so much for A, fitting me in, and B, just being like a general inspiration because that's a pretty insane schedule. No, that's that's very cool, man. You're the one that drove all the way down here, so. Yeah, but I drove all the way. You're flying all around the damn country. It's just yeah. cool because I do think, like we were talking about before this, I have... One day I think I could see myself doing speaking and doing stuff like that, but um, you just, you're on a whole nother level. Well, it's weird. Um, like I wanted to be a writer and that's what my dream was and yep. I did it. And then one of, it's this unexpected thing where people want you to come talk about what you wrote about. Yep. And so that, that's, that was one weird lesson is like, you think that you need one set of skills yeah. and then life tells you actually you need this set of skills and this other one. Yeah. But like, I think like the highest honor and coolest thing to be able to do is to just have this life where you get to come up with stuff and yeah. then you get to share it with people. Yeah. Like, like we, we forget that before the internet and before social media, like lots of really smart, creative people were like begging editors or yeah. agents or all these people to like give them a chance and that those people got to be like, nope, sorry, we're full. Yeah. And like now there's we, no gatekeepers. Yeah, we have a lot of freedom and it's a lot easier to do these things yeah. than it used to be. And so that's why it's it's hard for me to say like like this is uh five gigs in six days. It was hard for me to say no to any of them because yeah. it's like I remember when I would have killed to have yeah. a half opportunity or something. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, and also, too, for the listener, I did an interview with Ryan uh, probably close to a year ago. So uh, that tells Ryan's whole story, how he got into writing, uh, how he gets books published, all that. So if you're interested in that stuff, go back and reference that episode. The good thing is today we are talking specifically about his book, Perennial Seller, which I just read um, and is incredible. Thank you. I mean, you write in a way, because I read a lot and I've been posting a lot about writing and I feel kind of shitty about it because I look kind of like I'm trying to be smarter than everyone. But you write in a way, for a guy who doesn't actually read, hasn't been reading his whole life, that's very, very digestible. And like, it's just the right amount of like real knowledge mixed with being readable. Well, I think that's part of my job, right? Yeah. Um, so it, if what I would say to people who like, who are like you who haven't, read their whole lives. Mm -hmm. If you're not liking, if you feel like reading is hard, it's, it's not you. It's only because you're reading the wrong books. Yeah. And like, like the writer's job is to take information and give it to you in a way that you can understand. Yeah. And so don't blame yourself. Like when you watch a bad movie, you don't think like, I can't watch movies, yeah. right? You're yeah. like, this movie sucks. I'm yeah. not going to watch this anymore. And I think it's totally the same as books. And so, yeah, I try to, I try to tell stories because that's how I learn. Yep. And I try to make it as accessible as humanly possible because also, that's my job. You also reference like Drake lyrics and Jay-Z and like it's fucking just cool. Well, it's, I mean, people forget that like there are really no new ideas. Yeah. So like the, the cool thing Drake is saying, some other person also said 200 years ago. And yep. like I love nerding out about that connection. It's so good. Um, how do you choose 
what topic to write about. Like, obviously, I'm sure your brain is just going a million miles a minute when you're not yeah. working on a book. And like, how do you decide, you know what, this is what I want to dedicate the next years of my life to? So not everyone's going to agree with me on this, but I say like you you should write about the thing that you can't not write about. Yeah. So this is true for all sorts of things. It's like don't start an apparel company because you saw someone on the internet start an apparel company mm -hmm. or don't start don't write a book because you think like don't write young adult novels because you think they're selling well mm -hmm. and don't like do this because someone else did it. Do it because you can't not do it. Mm -hmm. Is the like that was really good advice I got. It's yeah. it's that like the reason I'm writing this book is because I have to write this book. And if I don't, I will not like myself and I'll be uncomfortable. It's yeah. like, because it's, the thing is, it's really, really hard. Yeah. Like starting a company, it's really, really hard. Traveling and being on the road is hard. Recording an album is hard. These things are really hard. So if you're doing them for like egotistical reasons yeah. or you're doing them to get attention or mm -hmm. you're doing them because you think like it's going to help you meet women or something. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, the, the, that's... And it, like, here's, it starts off, it's really exciting. And then you hit what they call the trough of sorrow. Yeah. That's when it stopped. Like, that's when the initial publicity or attention or anything goes away. Yeah. And now you're just like, oh, wait, now it's really, really hard. Yeah. And so you need to have that, like, I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Sort of part of you. Um, so that's why the reason, like, it's not that you should be pure because it's like, for the sake of purity, it's that actually, if you're not living and breathing this thing and you don't believe in it very deeply, yeah. you're not going to be able to get through like the shit that you're going to have to go through. It's so true, man. That's so true. And I, and I, I don't put it as well as you uh, because this is what you do, man. You're good at fucking using words. But a lot of people ask me like, hey, what's your best advice for starting a clothing line? Yeah. Or what's your best at whatever? And it's always like, even with clothing, obviously I get clothing line a lot because I have a clothing line. So my first advice is always like, what does it mean to you? Like if yeah. you're if you're gonna set out tomorrow to make the best t-shirts ever made, you're yeah. gonna lose yeah. and you're gonna get bored of it and it's gonna suck. Yeah. But like, what does the brand stand for? What's gonna actually keep you up in the morning when nothing is selling and you're in debt and you have returns and nobody gives a shit? Yeah. Like, what does the brand mean? And that's, it's exactly what you're saying. You just say it really well, but that's with anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's crazy. Like unless you wanna go work at Starbucks, like anytime you want to step out and create something on your own, like, I don't know, people just don't think about, they think about that, that initial excitement or what the girl's going to think or mm -hmm. how rich they're going to be next month. Um, they just don't think about that passion that it takes to get through those dark, dark days. Well, what I like to, is like people are like, oh, I'm thinking about writing a book. What do you think? And I'd be like, I'll say like, you shouldn't write a book. And mm -hmm. I try to convince them not to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and the thinking being not that they shouldn't, but like, if I can convince you not to do it, mm -hmm. it's probably a really bad sign. Yep. Right. So it's like, if I can push you not to do it, or if you can be convinced like, oh, actually books aren't popular right now, make a podcast. Mm -hmm. Like if you're an opportunist like mm -hmm. that, you probably are picking the wrong thing yeah. to do. Yeah. And so you really want to think then about what your motivations are, yeah. what's really what's really at the bottom of this for you. Um, because again, that's what you're gonna need in those sort of dark moments. Yeah, and also a piece of advice I would give is like almost, uh, if you agree with this, like, what is the bigger message that you're trying to get across? Like, let's say you're not yeah. an author, yeah. right? Um, what's the bigger message that you're trying to get across? And then what's the best medium to yes. give that? Is yes. it a YouTube, is it a vlog? Right. Is it a, you know, whatever? Um, is it a podcast? Is it a, a, a wheat paste campaign? Yeah. It's sort of like, but if you're not clear, if you're just doing a podcast because you see a lot of people are doing podcasts lately, or you're starting a vlog because vloggers are really hot right now, mm -hmm. you're just gonna get steamrolled. Well, actually, yeah, you wanna go where there's not a lot of competition, yeah. ideally, right? Yeah. So it's like, when you started your company, it 
it was harder to start it, so there wasn't as many people doing it. Yeah. And then by nature of being successful in it, it looks easy. So yeah. I think um, I, I, a lot of book ideas, it's not that you shouldn't write a book, it's that that's not a great book idea also, yep. you yep. know? And so you need to have people around you who have done it before. Ideally, yeah. this is where mentors really come in. Yeah. It's like, I, I was a research assistant for a writer for like seven years. Yeah. So for a great writer named Robert Greene, so I learned how to make books yep. separate from what I wanted to write about. Yeah, that's right. Huge. So it was like I understood a lot of the pitfalls and the dangers of like, and just the process of doing it. Yeah. So then I was able to go like, I have ten ideas. Five of them would be horrible books and never work. Yeah. Five kind of would work, and then actually, let me have the on the eleventh idea. I finally got something that was really there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And here's my goal on this. I don't know the percentage of my listeners that are big readers, um, but I'm going to guess, not because I'm downplaying my audience, I yeah. love you guys, but I'm going to guess that it's not as many as I would hope. So It my, never is. It yes, never is. Yeah. So my goal is to kind of go through the book how I went through it sure. and to point out the things that made sense to me and then um, just sort of explain them a little bit so that people see how much this thing could really help and the, yeah. sort of the, some of the theories that are in it. Okay. Um, in the first part, sorry, let me start with this. What is a perennial seller? So a perennial seller is not what's on the top of the New York Times bestseller list this week or not what's on the top of the YouTube charts right now. It's something that's going to stand the test of time mm -hmm. and last. Like how old is Young and Reckless now? Uh, eight years. So that's incredible just yeah. in and of itself, right? Yep. Most things don't survive out of a year. So it's like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is popular right now. Fidget spinners are big. I'm going to do that. You yeah. know, you, you don't want that. What you want is what's the thing, because it's always going to take longer and be harder than you think. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do all that work, it should last. So a perennial seller is something that is primed to stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. And then something that does stand the test of time. Shawshank Redemption, band like Iron Maiden, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, Iron the, Maiden as compared to uh, Flo Rida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not that Flo Rida hasn't sold lots and lots of albums, yeah. but are we still going to uh, listen to his songs yeah. in 20 years? Probably not, unless we're doing it ironically. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, is it harder? You covered this in the beginning. Uh, a lot of people complain that it's harder today yeah. than it has ever been in history to create a perennial seller. Do you think that that's true or no? Well, I would say objectively it's easier in the sense that like lawyers are, you know, you can get a lawyer from LegalZoom mm -hmm. and you can get, you can write it on a computer and, you know, it all, we have all these tools that collectively make the whole experience easier. Mm -hmm. And we have the internet that allows you to find your audience easily. Yep. Like if, if, if you are making great stuff, it's easier for you to find people than it was before. Yep. But there's also, because it's easier for you and I to do what we do, it means there's more of us. Yeah. So there is more competition and there it is noisier. Um, and so so it's not just enough to make great stuff. You also have to understand marketing and platforms and yeah. all these other things. So yeah. uh, I think it's easier and harder. But I would actually say, like, I know people ask that question. And I usually go, like, it doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter if this is the best time to write a book or start a company or the worst time. Because what matters is that now is when you're alive and when you have yeah. an idea. So, like... It, it the, we, we can get, it's, it's like, 
it's so hard to do this already. Yeah. Why would you waste precious energy discussing whether yeah. you like the weather today or yeah, not? Like yeah. you have to go out and do this regardless. So, yeah. so I really urge people to not get caught up on whether it's like a golden age of this or whether it's a nightmarish age. What really matters is like, what are you gonna do about it, dude? Yeah. Like yeah. What, what are you gonna put in to make the most out of this situation? Cause that's really all that's in your control. That's so true, God damn it. Um, okay, in the first part you talk about the creative process sort of yeah. coming up with the idea. Yeah. Um, one big thing that I like that you talked about is uh, what do you think the, di the distribution of importance is between uh, creating the product and the yeah. product itself and the marketing of the product? It's, it, I don't think there's like a hard and fast ratio, but it's, people almost inevitably get it wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So some people are like, I'm just gonna make this perfect thing and then I'll put it online and everyone will love it. Mm -hmm. And they're always sorely disappointed. And then you have the sort of hustler marketer types who are like, I can sell anything. anything yeah. and, and they're like thinking about the marketing. Meanwhile, their product totally sucks, yep. right? So the way I think about it is it's sort of like two consecutive marathons. You have to run this, um, you have to make this amazing thing that's so good that when people see it, they're gonna love it. And when they use it, they're gonna recommend it to other people. Yeah. That's like, that's buy-in number one. Yeah. And then how are you gonna get those people to hear about it? Because it word of mouth is what drives sales at the end of the day, as you know, like all my things, whether I'm wearing the backpack that I own, the teams that, the, I like these things because someone was like, dude, you should check this out. Yeah. And and so if you, if you haven't built that in, it doesn't matter how good you are at marketing. Mm -hmm. um, well, and if no one's heard about it, they can't tell it to other people. Yeah. So it, you, you gotta have both. What do you think about the importance of, like if you could, I just yeah. always say ratio, but like the um, importance of word of mouth marketing versus like ads. Uh, word of mouth is everything. Yeah. Because at the, at the end of the day, like if, what I say is like, if your product is dependent on advertising completely, eventually you'll run out of money, you'll get bored, you'll run out of, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the, the at the end of the day, you want your thing to be marketing itself while you sleep. Mm -hmm. Like nothing feels better than hearing that somebody else forced everyone in their life to watch this video or mm -hmm. buy this book or go to this concert. Yeah. Like that's what drives sales. And ultimately that's the cheapest form of advertising as well. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah, that's what makes things viral. Yeah. You know, it's right, all right, sharing. Right. And, and that, what I, was, I was looking around the room and I'm thinking how many things in this room were purchased by the three of us because of an ad as, com as compared yeah. to how many were purchased because a friend recommended or gave it to us. It's, it's like literally 100%. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. It's interesting. Um, another huge thing is you talk about, we, we kind of covered it in that intro, which I love, but is like just preparing for the sacrifice. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the Amazon thing uh, which was the after a year. Yeah, so people don't know this. So Amazon and Zappos, uh, they hire you and you have a 90 day trial period yeah. as an employee. And at the end of the 90 days, basically your boss comes to you and says, it's, a, it's an official program. So you have an opportunity. They'll pay you $5,000 to quit on the spot, like a $5,000 severance if you leave. Is that every employee? Yeah, every employee. Oh, and, and the idea is that if you will take the money you weren't gonna be a good long-term employee. Yeah. Like, they want someone who's really bought in to what you're doing. And and so my, my that's the same idea. It's like, if I can convince you to quit, or if you can convince someone that it's too hard to start an apparel company, yeah. then they weren't gonna make it as a designer or an apparel entrepreneur. Because 
other things are going to be way harsher than whatever you're telling them, yeah. right? You know, the bank not loaning you money, the store is not carrying your stuff, someone's stealing from you. Life is going to knock you on your ass. Yeah. And so if you're doing this because you think it's going to be easy and clean and like the road's going to be paved for you, yeah. you're going to be sorely disappointed. But um, so that's the idea. Yeah. It's like, if you cannot do this, yeah. you shouldn't do it because yeah. it's way you will be way happier. Like, yeah, I, you, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. so, the amount of, like, even with this book, which is probably one of the easier books for me to write, it's like, the moments when I sat at my computer and I was just like, I'm, this is so miserable. Yeah. This is so yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, why, like, you know, looking at it, coming back from my editor, just covered in red ink, you yeah. know? And it's like, this is hard and I have to do this and I can't get anyone to do it for me and it's all on me and nobody knows how hard it is and it might not even work at the end of the day. Yep. Like that's the reality of this gig, man. Like that's the reality of how this is gonna work. Yep. And so like, if you're not interested in that, like run away. Yeah, it's so true, and man. Do yourself a favor. Like I'm not I'm not trying to keep you away because it's good for me. Like I'm being nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like run away as fast as you can. Yeah. And you will thank me for it. You put it so well. It's just something that you car the way that the perspective that you write about it from um, is just done so well. Where so many people's mentality is like, oh, I have this really good idea, and they run and tell all their friends about this amazing idea they yeah. have. And if one person says that idea is shit, yeah, it destroys them. Yeah. And they're done and they're miserable. And, they're and it's like, it's just the, the testament to coming up with ideas, going through why, honestly, is there a place in the market for it? What's yeah. the plan? What's the budget? What's all this stuff? And then believing it almost to an insane level where ev yeah. almost everyone around you says it's a bad idea and you keep doing it yeah. because you keep learning about it. And you know what I mean? Like that, you just, you, when I read that, I, it's, it's a belief that I have, but when I read the way you wrote it, I was like, Man, that's cool. Like that's a cool way to. But see, also, it. this is like the word of mouth and the the importance of the creative process. It's like it's hard. Like I had to learn that painfully myself, yeah. and then I had to write it down. And then the fact that it resonated with you is why we're talking. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you work has to have truth in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there has to be truth in it, and that you're not going to do that. You're not going to have that truth if you're in it for like the wrong reasons. That's so true. So true. Um, I like. Uh, I like where you talk about the that people sort of look at creativity as like this lightning strike of yeah. genius. And I was just this moment and this thing hit me. And you just talk about how that's not real. It's not the right way to look at it. No, no. I mean, I would imagine for Young and Reckless, it's not like you, you had this full vision of exactly what yeah. it would be. No. no, it's like, first off, a lot of these things start really small. Um, Oftentimes, e almost each one of my books has started out as almost a totally different book. Mm -hmm. And it was only in the process of working on it and getting my ass kicked, looking at it from all these different angles. It's like, it's easy to have an idea. Mm -hmm. But then it's like when you try, uh, there's this expression like that dog won't hunt. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that, man, that idea, it's not working. Yeah. Like, like you could wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I have the perfect idea for video. And then you go the next day, you're trying to work on it and you're like, this is so lame. Like I'm embarrassed yeah. that I'm even trying this, yeah. you know? And like, so it, it's it's the idea that's one thing, but then it's the actually working on it and touching it and feeling it that you, you know, and so you have to be willing to do that. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's not gonna, I say it like, I don't think I've had an epiphany in my whole life. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's slower than that. Well, I've had just as many epiphanies that say you're whack as hell and yeah. everything you do sucks as yeah. I have probably double than I have that said, oh, you're a genius, look at this yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, another thing too that you cover in the book that I know a little bit because we know each other, but is just the amount of like 
campaigns and stuff that you've been involved in, right? So even just outside of, and obviously working in American Apparel for years and outside of creating books, like you've really created a lot of things that are probably looked at as flashes of genius. And so you really know like, you know, that real process behind a billboard campaign that just blows people away, right? Everyone looks yeah. at that and thinks that must have been done by some marketing genius, you know? Yes. Well, it, it's like even like your first book, what's so great about doing your first thing yeah. is you're like, oh, it's just really a matter of putting one foot in front of it, the other for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it comes out. Mm-hmm. So like, like you get, you, it's like, there's a saying that with writers, it's like, just do two crappy pages a day mm-hmm. and eventually you'll have a book. Yeah. And so I think that's the other thing is like, if you're a perfectionist, it's really hard to do good work because work never comes out perfect. Yep. So you have to, you want to get familiar with like, I had this idea and then I worked on it and it turned out to be total shit. But then we accidentally discovered this other thing that made it good, you know? And so you want to, the more you can do and the more people you can work with and the more experiments you can take, all of these are what's eventually going to get you to that so-called genius. Like, Like writing is really making a lot of mediocre stuff and then editing it into really good stuff. And I'm telling you, bro, that's, as you know, that is the same as entrepreneurship. That's the same as exercising. That's yeah. the same as uh, being an athlete. That's why when I started this podcast, I started it with the goal of interviewing entrepreneurs. And then I realized that anyone who creates anything on their own has the same sort of belief system, right? Yeah, because it's all to. the same process. Writing a book is the same as we're all starting making, a company. We're all trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah. You know? But everyone and- looks at the people who made it. Because one of my goals here, obviously, I don't know why I have this passion, but I have one of my goals is to inspire and teach people mm-hmm. who want it so bad, but don't have the tools or the education to make it happen. Right. And one of the things that blows me away and, and bums me out when I really dive into that is people look at successful people as these geniuses right. that came up with this idea. Everyone's an overnight success. Everyone got rich quick and they're just different from you. Yes. And they do not see the amount of two shitty pages a day that yeah. went into making that person your hero. That's totally right. And like, there's a quote I like from Marcus Aurelius where he's saying, he's like, if it's humanly possible, assume that you can do it, yep. right? And because it's like the other person that did it is a human, yeah. right? So it's like, I'm not saying like, oh, this, you know, lion jumped this <laughs> yeah. incredible amount so I can do it. Yeah. But it's like, if another human being did it, yeah. uh, you can probably do it. That doesn't mean you will do it or you it'll be easy. Yep. But like if another human being did it, then it's at least in the realm of possibility yeah. for other humans to do it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, moving along because we're running low on time. But okay. uh, part two is positioning, uh, which I love. The yeah. biggest thing that you just got right out the gate and said that I am a big fan of is you're the CEO yeah. of your own shit. Yes. Right? So it doesn't matter if you're trying to break this down into company structure, into blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, and you cover this a lot in the book, so I'll just say it now, is like you really talk about the responsibility for your own idea. Yes. Meaning – you're, you're the CEO of it, you're the CMO of it, yeah. right? You're in charge of marketing it. And a lot of people have this misconception that you can kind of come up with a really good idea and then all of a sudden these people come out of thin air to make yeah. it all happen. Yeah, like I'm gonna be the idea guy and yeah. then someone's gonna discover me. Yeah, right? yeah the, the and discover then, me thing yeah. is so stupid. Yeah, like James Altucher is a friend of mine, he's this great writer, he talks about, he's like, you gotta choose yourself. Yep. You know, like you think that like this agent or this publisher or this producer or whatever, this investor is going to be like, I love what you're doing. 
Let me come, like my crack squad's gonna come in and just take it all over. Yeah. It's like those people don't exist, man. It doesn't exist. It's just and, all been so romanticized that people think they're gonna be singing in the shower one day yeah. and they're gonna get a knock at their front door from Warner Brothers that wants right. to sign them to a deal. And you actually don't even real like it, it. It's not until you really study those industries. Um, like I worked on a book with Robert Greene about Fifty Cent, and it was like Fifty Cent got discovered by a record label, so yeah. he got discovered, and then that record label dropped him. Yeah. So it's like the people who are supposed to know better than anyone knew and then were wrong yeah. and then he had to reinvent his whole career yeah. and so it's like it's actually it's like my most frustrating conversations as an author come with my editor and with my agent and with my publisher yeah. who think they know and it's like they know generally yeah. but only you know like what this is supposed to be so it's like we could have a discussion right now about what the title of my next book should be and i'll take your opinion yeah but you don't i can't it's like i can't express what i'm trying to do yeah. until it's done and you still get pushback from your publisher always. after all of these books that you've written i mean you always do just like you're always going to be second guessed by retailers yeah. or by even even your customers sometimes are going to think they know more than you and yeah. you're like this is me so you have to have that's where confidence really comes in right yep. like if you're if you can be this like uh leaf just like blown in the wind mm -hmm. like someone's like oh you know like why why is there the i think just call it young or just you know yeah. like people yeah, give yeah, you yeah. the dumbest yeah. fucking advice in the world yeah and if you don't know what you stand for and what's important and what you're really trying to do yeah you're gonna the real problem is you'll you'll not You're get there, yeah, right? You'll never do anything. But th I think the flip side, so it's not about being an arrogant, like an asshole, like I'm a genius, only you know. Yep. It's like, so if I'm trying to do X and then someone over here is telling me, hey, you haven't accomplished X, yep. I need to be able to listen to them and take yep. their advice. So like- That's if not I'm, a tricky dance. That's the it's Because the that's not part. someone hating, but people right. will hate. Right, yes. and so it's like, what's the? How do you decipher? Like, you just have to know how to decipher or learn how to decipher the difference between hating and sticking to your idea and constructive criticism and taking it into consideration. And this is I mean? where the clarity, though, of what you're trying to accomplish matters, and why you have to think about it so much. And let's jump right into that yeah. because that was going to be my next thing. You write it out. You write about clarity and goals, yes. and you write this is a blank that does blank for blank because blank. Yeah, it's like, I think you need to be able to express your idea in one sentence. Like, mm -hmm. this is something, like, this is a book for entrepreneurs who live in Texas, who are trying to open coffee shops, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so or, or uh, so you want it in a sentence, and then I think you want it in a paragraph, and then you also, can you describe it in a whole page, yeah. right? Like, can you describe it in these different lengths from these different angles? So that way, when I come to you and I go, uh, but drama, you know, what about people who are opening uh, convenience stores? Mm -hmm. what, wouldn't it be helpful to help them, you know, with this? And, and you could be like, that's really helpful advice, but I'm not writing for convenience store owners. Mm -hmm. I'm writing for coffee shop owners. Yeah. And so I don't need to take your advice. But if you said, you're missing this whole part about the experience of opening a coffee shop, yeah. then I'd be like, oh, that's a hole that I have to fill. So um, you-, you Just the, clarity. Yeah, there's a, some people, people also want, they want everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they want to be everything for everyone and yes. they're nothing for nobody. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, if you're creating a shoe brand and you know that the market for uh, a skateboard shoe brand is X and yeah. here are the retailers that sell them, you can guess what your market cap will be for yeah. that brand. Yeah. You can't go and think that, well, even though the facts say this, I, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, uh, I'm sure that, 
Walmart would take it. Yeah. And I'm sure that these people would right. take it. And, and you literally, I it's mean, like, you have you ever it. seen Walmart carry a shoe like yeah. this? Do you know about how their system? But, yeah. So people are really arrogant and they think that because they, I see this all the time. People think that this thing that they've thought about for like five seconds. Yeah. That the experts in that industry couldn't have possibly oh, yeah. thought of. Everyone's a disruptor. Yeah. So it's like, no, you have to really know this thing inside and out. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're going to be a writer, you better be a reader. It, don't start a fashion company if you don't live and breathe that. Like, yeah. I'll hear from people that go like, um, you know, I'm doing this. What influencers should I reach out to? And it's like, if you don't already know those people's names off the top of your head, yeah. you don't know enough about your industry to possibly be making something yeah. in it. And I think it's like you write really well about just in general and all of those things, taking the responsibility. Yes. Like stop thinking that the idea is just enough. Yes. Or that or even you the can idea. ask some other person and they can just give you yeah. the one, two, the three, blueprint. four. Yeah. Like here's a three-page printout PDF that'll give you. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, oh, I just need to buy this course and then I'll magically know. It's like, no. Yeah. Uh, marketing. You, yeah. you, part three, you talk heavily about marketing. I think um, what really got me was not only once again it being your job yeah um but really really what got me was sort of you almost say it's almost like you give rules to the fact that there are no rules if that makes any yeah. sense mm -hmm. and you kind of say look man it doesn't matter if you know five people if you know five thousand people if your idea is you know you're gonna do it through social media you're gonna do it through mainstream media it is on you to let people know that this thing even exists. And yeah. another thing that I think that you break down really well is once again, same sort of topic is like, people just expect, well, this product is great. Right. But it's fucking great. How come people aren't just flocking to me? The number one rule of marketing for me is assume nobody gives a shit, mm -hmm. right? Like assume that no one's heard of you, that no one is interested and that uh, it's incredible because you'll work so much harder that way. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. assume you have to sell this person by person and then and you'll what, do the work. And what hurts, sorry to cut you off, yeah. just, what hurts is, yeah, you do put in a lot. I'm sure yeah. you write a book for however long it takes you to write a book. It sucks. You're doing revisions. You're getting notes. Your, your soul is getting torn apart. Yeah. And then you're saying that you have to start all over on yeah. a marketing plan after yeah. you're already finished. Yeah. No, no. That, and that, so that is, it, what I say is it's like you finish a marathon and then instead of giving you a, a medal, <laughs> yeah. they just lead you over to another marathon and they're like, go. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm tired. And it's like, of course. But if the... That's where that's what separates the winners from the losers, right? Like the people who stop there are the ones who are rarely successful, and the people who are willing to do whatever it takes after those are the those are the people that we remember. And I want you to see marketing as its own form of art. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like like this this podcast is in some ways marketing for your company and for yeah. your brand, mm -hmm. but you're also really enjoying it, and it's an experience, and you get a, like some of the. Some of the best things I've ever done have been marketing stunts, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so thinking about that as part of your job and then also realizing too, in the sense that there's no rules when it comes to marketing, it's like if it puts asses in seats, yeah. if it gets people to find out about stuff, then it's marketing. That's what I love. Yeah. It's like stop thinking, like I know a lot of people that uh, maybe aren't in college time yet or um, aren't... At, I feel worse for the people who are going to college currently for a marketing degree. Because yeah. what I'm saying is yeah. everyone thinks that marketing is something that you can, once again, learn like in a college course. Yeah. Well, I didn't go to college for that. Yeah. All of the best marketers that I know did not go to college for marketing. Of course not. It's not, you can't teach it. Like, no, no, no. You, it's, know? you gotta live and breathe your space and you gotta be willing to be creative and take risks and you gotta do cool stuff that gets people to check out your things. Yeah. Like, like, 
Look, Nike started by him selling the shoes out of the trunk of his car at track meet. So mm -hmm. he tried to sell it at stores and no stores wanted it. So then he went to where the customers were and he sold them out. He sold at track meets and he was like, look, these shoes are better. Mm -hmm. And slowly, customer by customer, he built a multi-billion dollar company, yeah. right? And, and you got to realize that it's not, oh, I'm going to put out this press release or like, you know, I'm going to make these couple t-shirts and then everyone's going to be using my app. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like- uh, and you have to do all that works. too. It's like yeah. you got to do that, yeah. and you got to come up with the idea, and you got to, you know, like something creative and original. But I just love how you break it down of like, look, man, it's not a course. Once again, it's not a PDF you can download. Yeah. If you're getting people to buy a product or to sit in a seat, it's marketing. Yeah, I mean, look, one of the single best marketing things you can do is get people to try your shit for free. Yeah. Like, like the the thing you make the thing that makes something successful is that people are using it and liking it. But people. Like, I think about it how, I'm. this is what I mean about starting from nothing. It's like, so I wrote this book, and you don't know what's in it, mm -hmm. and I'm asking you to pay me $30 to see if it's good or not. And spend, like, a week yeah. if I'm reading quickly. That's me. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, how entitled is that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I give tons of my stuff away for free, and I sell a tiny portion of it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And so by going, like... I have to earn these people's interest by being exciting and interesting and showing them that, hey, this is a good investment for them. Yep. That makes me, by being humble, you ultimately sell better and sell more. Yes, and that will lead me perfectly into part four, which is platform. Mm -hmm. And part four may be for me, I think the other parts you put the way that I generally sort of feel about these things into really, really good words. Yeah. And I... I'm going to read it over and over. I wish I could read it every morning. That's very cool, man. Um, you really did because it's like I kind of have these feelings about right. things, but when you write it and say here is what it is and why, it's like ah fuck, like it clicks. Yeah. And so anyway, um, this part though is something that I will say I did not take. I didn't take it as seriously or even to be a part of the four part thing, right. right? Which is also crazy because one of the greatest gifts that I have and opportunities that I have is a platform. Yeah, because you were on a show and people were fans of you and then yeah. you were able to launch what you did to them. Yeah, and yeah. my goal was, I, I always looked at it this way. I want to take the attention that I'm getting from being on TV and I want to sort of funnel them. Even though I know yeah. I'll only get maybe 10%, I want to funnel that 10% that's really engaged into and say, hey, look at my clothing line instead. Yeah. Like I tricked yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but I never thought about it the way that you wrote it. So I guess... So the yeah, I can answer. Yeah, so pla yeah. platform is like, who are your people, man? Yeah. Like when you're like, these are my people. Who are those people, and how do you have access to them? You know, like um, I see this all the time. People will like make a movie or a book or a project, and they'll sell millions of copies, and then the next one, they're like starting from zero. Yeah. Not like starting from zero mentally, like they're hungry, but it's like, it's like other than the money, it's like that first thing never happened. They're just remarketing to it. Yeah. How many people are way more famous than you? Right, yeah, that don't have time. a fraction of the Instagram followers that you have, yeah. or the social media followers that you have, or the, mm -hmm. that would show up to a meetup that you're doing. Yeah. And so, investing in your people, like I knew I wanted to be a writer, so I started an email list where I recommended books every month and for wanna, six or seven years. I want to cover how fucking important okay. that is All because right. what you did is you built a platform before you had a product. Yes, so you went part four, yeah, then part one. Sure, yeah. It's insane. And I just think that that is something that is so valuable to young people is what do you, if you don't have a product yet or an, or an exact idea yet, what do you plan to do and how can you give people value first? 
And it doesn't have to be huge, right? Yeah. Like, so sorry, I, finish no, saying what you yeah, did. So, so I, cut you I, off. I started this email list where I just recommended books from other people to these fans. And it started with 50 readers. And by the time my first book came out, it was probably like 5,000. And by the time my second book came out, it was 10,000. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 80 or 90,000. And uh, every couple years, I tell those people, hey, I have a book. Yeah. And they're like, all right, I'll check it out. But in between, you're still recommending other books. Yeah. And, and so it's like we have a relationship about this shared love of books. So it's like if you want to be a musician, why don't you just become a guy that is known for recommending other great music. Because mm-hmm. not only are you going to learn a lot about your craft, but you're going to meet the right people. Like, you know who's interested in finding great music? People in the music industry, yeah. you know? And then you're going to have contacts. Like, yeah. uh, I had editors and agents on my list. Yep. And so when I had a book idea, that was partly how I launched it. And then it's like, I always go like, who's buying the first copies of this thing? Right? Like, yep. if you launch, like... So this is why our platforms matter. It's like you have this crazy idea for this new thing that you don't know is going to work. Well, you can't, if you tell no one about it, how are you going to know if it's going to work or not? So like, who are the people that you're launching to? There's a great essay everyone should read by Kevin Kelly called 1,000 True Fans. Mm -hmm. And he's basically saying, if you have 1,000 people who will buy anything and everything you make, Mm -hmm. you can make a living as a creative person. Mm -hmm. Like you want more than that. We all do. But 1,000 is like, you can make a living that way. Yeah. And so start there. It's big. And I think that you're that this chap the whole book the whole book really opened my eyes. But that final part really it made me feel it made me feel like a bit of an asshole. It made me feel a little bit selfish. And I think that that's what's wrong also. I don't want to sound like I'm just diagnosing the world. Yeah. This thing opened my eyes. Yeah. But my point is it made me feel like, well shit, you know what a lot of us do is we think about an idea that we think is the best idea ever. Yeah. Right? Everyone's kid is the yeah. prettiest. Uh I'm a God's, I'm a natural singer. I'm a I'm brilliant a gift yeah, to what, earth. Yeah. This is the best idea ever. How could anyone shoot me down? Right. Now I made the product. This, pro, this product is amazing. Yeah. And then if you somehow get past not only thinking that people should be flocking to your work yeah. and, and actually go try to market it, your marketing is the best. Yeah. Right. And so now your product's not taken off. Now you're starting to get bitter. Right. Because yeah. you're like, oh, fuck the world. The world hates me. Right. You know, and I think that what opened my eyes so much is, you're essentially send if I'm if I send an Instagram tomorrow that says buy this new shirt. Yeah. The question is, what did I give them for the last week? Sure. That sure. I'm asking them to do something for me. Yeah. And I just think that's it's it really opened my eyes to that in this. And you you were recommending books. You were adding value for so long before you were saying, hey, do you mind checking out my book? That's that's true. But also it was I think. It's, I'm, I appreciate you saying that, but also, like, I learned so much doing that. Mm-hmm. that it's like, it's it's not selfless. Yeah. It was also really selfish. Yeah. Because, like, think about it. Every month I was reading all these great books and I was seeing what people liked and I was learning what my audience liked. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like um, if you're off in your ivory tower, you're locked in your apartment, yeah. you're not interacting with the people who are going to buy your shit. and. Yep. You want to have as direct a relationship with them as possible. The last thing about platform that you should remember mm-hmm. is that what if all of a sudden um, no one wants to talk? Like, what if what if you get, like, banished, mm-hmm. right? Like, what if you said something dumb mm-hmm. or, like, you're a grunge musician and then, uh, then rap comes along and no one wants to talk about? Like, if you don't have access to your people, mm-hmm. then you're shut out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think about a band like Iron Maiden, they haven't been on the radio in like 40 years, mm-hmm. but they sell out stadiums all over the world because like 
they know who their people are and they have their contact information and they're tight, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if all of a sudden, if like, you, I know you sell a lot of stuff through like PacSun yeah. and Zoomies and shops, shops yeah. like that. What if they went out of business tomorrow? Yeah. And if you don't have your platform, if you don't have a way to sell direct, which by the way, the margins are way better on, yeah. if, then you're fucked. Yeah. And like, so like, what if, what if Donald Trump tomorrow said like, Ryan Holiday is not allowed to publish books anymore? Yeah. I'd be like, all right, try to stop me, yeah. you know, because yeah. like I can talk to my people. Yeah. And that, so that's really, really important and cannot be taken for granted. It's so important. I think that's, that's what the podcast is to me, right? I yeah. would have, I like talking to people like you. And had I never started this podcast, I would have wanted to connect with you anyway. But what happened is by creating a podcast and deciding to share these conversations and give that same value to everyone else, it forced me to drive to San Diego to talk. I wouldn't have yeah. done that. Right, right, so right. now I just gained so much knowledge and inspiration. I feel all gassed up on the drive home. And at the same time, everyone gets to share it. And I you, think you that get out what you put in, man. Yeah. And so put in a lot, like put in more than just your own stuff. Contribute yep. to the community that you're in. Build it like a rising tide floats all boats. You know what I mean? And that's yep. the other thing is that you're not competing with these other people. Yep. Like how I've connected you with a bunch of authors that I like that I've never even worked with mm -hmm. that I just want you to know because like, look, if more people are reading, they might, 1% of them might read my yeah. books. Yeah. So the more you do, the, the better it is. And that's what networking is, by the way. Networking is not going to parties and giving out your business card. Yeah. It's providing value for people. So and your true. network is a platform too. Last thing, we'll wrap right, it up because this is the conclusion of the book. You end it, which I really like, with sort of, there's still an element of luck. There's always luck, still man. Still only time will tell. What if uh, I got hit by a bus? You yeah. know, we're so lucky. And you. it's like, look, hard work will get you close. Yeah. And luck is what's going to take you to that stratospheric level. Yeah. So if you're not there yet, don't feel bad. Just know that one day your thing will come in. Or if it won't, at least be proud and happy with the work that you're putting in, because that's the one thing you control. Done. Thank you, Ryan. Dude. Amazing, really cool. man. All yeah. right, we're out of here. Guys, thank you. That was quick, but damn it, we covered a lot of ground. We did. Go check out the book, Perennial Sellers. Is there any, where, where else should I, uh, like how do people sign up for your email list? Or RyanHoliday.net, and then I do another email every day at dailystoic.com, which I think they would like. Done. Thank you, guys. Peace. Sweet. Thank you, brother. Look. All right, there you have it. Please, please, please leave me some feedback. Let me know what you thought about that episode. Comment on my Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. That's a new format for me, but I really want, I've been reading a lot of books lately and a lot of people have been asking me about the books, what I'm reading. I just started a book club at Young and Reckless for the office employees and right now they're reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, but I'm just, I really think there's something in uh, in these books and letting you guys know what books I'm reading. And also when I read one that I really like, having the author on and talking about some of the things that really stood out to me. So I'm really curious of your feedback. I'm really curious how you feel about it. If you like it, did you feel inspired? Do you feel motivated? Do you have an idea? Let me know. Um, other than that, go to youngandreckless.com and get 40% off with the promo code SSL. I'm not doing ads on this show yet. I'm not making any money off this show. Just doing it for fun. Just doing it for you guys. But I would like to offer a discount for my own brand. The least I can do. So that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Keep subscribing. Keep sharing. Keep telling your friends. Keep posting on Instagram. Keep retweeting. Keep doing all of it. Because it's all helping and it's all important. I will be back next week.